Hello and welcome. Scare track. Scare track. Scare track podcast. Welcome to the Scare Track podcast, the UK's first podcast dedicated to the scare attraction and haunted house industry. However, please be advised that we have no censor. The language used may be of an explicit nature and is not intended for younger listeners or the easily offended. All views expressed are those of the individual host and do not necessarily reflect those of ScareTrack, our guests or any of our associates. So, if you're still here, let's get scared. So this is where our adventure begins. Oh my god! Faith Monroe is screaming. Spoiler alert, freaking awesome. <laughs> quality of the set was amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't like it. Hello and welcome to the Scare Trap Podcast. My name is Mikey and today's episode, it's uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, we have Gary Crompton, the creative lead of Doncaster Fear Factory, uh, giving his uh, welcoming speech to the event uh, at Doncaster Fear Factory press event, which was a couple of nights ago. Um, Don- uh, Doncaster Fear Factory, first up, a huge thank you to the team for inviting us up there. We really, really do appreciate it. Uh, and we had an absolutely fantastic, fantastic time. Um, we have just released our full uh, review episode of the podcast. So go and check that out. Uh, but we've also had our scare cam up for a couple of days over on our YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com forward slash scare track. Um, I think it's our longest scare cam to date because there's just so much footage. Uh, we did every attraction, including an extreme run through pogos. Uh, the pogo club um it was after hours it was uh there was a friend of ours in there that managed to sort it out for us uh and so we just wanted to say a huge thank you to martin and his team for that that was an experience we'll never forget there is also a video of that on youtube as well a very heavily edited uh, version um youtube friendly but yeah absolutely awesome really extreme time in there it was really fun so, yeah, we have Gary Crompton on the show. Uh, he gave his uh, opening speech at Doncaster Fear Factory and he said he'd be more than happy for me to pop it up here on the Scare Trap podcast. Uh, Gary, I've known for over 10 years. Uh, he has a wealth of knowledge within the scare attraction industry. He's created loads himself and he even mentions here uh, in the uh, opening ceremony speech uh that one of the most notorious ones was probably project fear um and if anyone doesn't know that was one of the most extreme well the first uk extreme attraction uh that i was lucky enough to experience so it feels like a really crazy 10 years have passed uh and it's great to see gary um here chatting to everyone at the beginning of doncaster fear factory and talking about all the attractions uh at the park and how the uh, evolution of the park has been over the last three years so that's enough for me now let's take you straight into the episode it's gary crompton creative lead at doncaster fear factory You're listening to Doncaster Fear Factory, make some noise! Look at this moment right there. Always wanted to walk on stage and shout something like that. Guys, thank you so much for coming. Amazing to see so many people here. Are you pumped up to get inside these mazes or what? Or more pumped for the free bar? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So listen, guys, I'm going to talk you through the evolution 
of the theme park, screen park, where we started, where we are now, okay? I'm not gonna take too long, probably 10 minutes max. I promise not to bore you to tears. So, next slide, please. Chris Whitty style. So for those of you who don't know me, uh, which is probably about 97% of people in this room right now, um, I'm Gary and I'm the lead creative for Doncaster Fear Factory. Uh, in a previous life, I was the creative director of G&G Entertainment, and we... <laughs> that's the one person, that's the one percent that you are worth. Um, uh, yeah, with G&G, uh, I wrote, designed and produced 57 different scare attraction experiences all over the country. Won a few awards along the way, uh, although never a scar award, Michael, Bolton, wherever you are. Never got one of them, did we? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, if we had a legacy to leave, I'd probably say we would be most remembered for Project Fear, uh, which at that point, yeah, which at that point was the UK's first ever extreme, spelt with an X, uh, scare attraction. Uh, you had to go through it on your own. You had to be over 18 to get in it. And we sort of pioneered that thing way back in the day. Um, so if we had a legacy, that'd be it. But now I work exclusively for Thornhurst Manor and Doncaster Fear Factory. So, no, 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 you, you, you went way too quick. You need to go back. You, you've got to go back. That's it. Small beginnings evolve into something big. What a great title for a slide. So, it was the end of 2014. We'd had a great season. And Laurie, the managing director of Thornhurst. Everybody know Laurie here, right? Where is the character? He's outside. Anyway, Laurie came up to us and said, look, you know what? We've got a place in Skeller, which is, for those of you not from round here, is a couple of miles down the road. Um, he goes, we've got a barn, it's surrounded by trees, it looks spooky, I think it's absolutely right to do a scare attraction in. Um, so I wasn't too convinced, but what he asked us to do was collaborate with PUP Events, uh, Primrose Unknown Projects, who are here tonight. Yeah. Uh, and do basically a, a joint scare attraction, G&G and PUP, bringing this thing to Doncaster. Uh, we weren't really sure, uh, you know, is Doncaster the right place? For those of you who don't know Skeller, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it was on a country road, but the place looked really cool. It was an abandoned barn uh, and it looked really good. So you know what we thought, let's give this a shot. So working with Lee and Sarah Conway, we came up with the concept uh, for a 1970s waxwork museum that you were going to take a trip through. The original title was <laughs> The House of Sutcliffe, and we came under a lot of fire for that pretty quick. Because <laughs> we were based in Yorkshire, set in the 70s, had Sutcliffe attached to it. Yeah, people sort of thought we were doing a homage to the Yorkshire Ripper. Uh, but we weren't, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a legit thing. So we altered it to the House of S and we built it inside the barn. And in a saw styly, you chose your fate. There was two ways through that maze. Uh, and you know what? It absolutely went mental. It erupted. It was such a packed out show, completely blew our minds. Having two ways through the maze was brilliant for marketing because people paid a couple of quid to go through it and then paid a couple more quid to do the alternative route as well. So it absolutely went crazy. Uh, so crazy, in fact, that, can you all see this presentation, by the way? I bet you can't down there, can you? To be 
me 12 minutes to build this PowerPoint. God damn, you can't even see it. Uh, it went so well that we decided to do a Christmas makeover uh, of the attraction and run it for a week called Jingle Hells. Um, and if you can see the logo up there, we were really impressed with it at the time. Not quite sure it stands up to modern uh, logos. But there we are. So we knew that in Doncaster, there was a bit of an appetite for some scares, right? Which led us on to 2016. The Fear Factory is born. So we decided that the barn was doing really good. So we were going to build two attractions in it. We had a lot of unused space inside that maze. So we got two concepts going up. We had the house that drew breath, which was a Victorian house, which you went through, proper haunted house style. And then underneath the house, we had attraction number two, which was called the dig. Uh, and that was basically like an archeological excavation where they'd uncovered something and you had to go down into it. Uh, we thought at this point, you know, we thought we were Gary Goddard designing things for Universal Studios at this point because we had a vortex tunnel going on in there. And for the dig, uh, we had like a lift that you got into. It span about 270 degrees and then dropped about an inch to give you that feeling that you were going underground. And we literally thought we were the bomb. But same thing happened. The entire thing sold out. We caused utter carnage with the council on the roads because they were gridlocked. People couldn't park and it was absolutely crazy. So again, we knew something was big, people wanted it, and this was the first year that we called it Doncaster Fear Factory. So where you are right now, obviously a different location. Next slide, please. Thank you very much. So same thing again, we did the Christmas event. Momentum was building at the barn. There's some promo work up there for those original uh, logos. On the one on the far right, if you can see it, I think we ripped off Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights uh, for that one. But we called the entire thing for Christmas, Black Christmas. It was set in World War II at the height of the Blitz. And we literally did a Christmas overlay for the entire thing. The house became blackout. Um, obviously the bombs were dropping, it was World War II, so the entire thing was dark. And then underneath, the dig turned into the shelter, which was just a, literally a typical strobe maze. Uh, next slide. And there we go. And that was pretty much it. So that was the end of 2016. And nothing happened. Laurie went off to Alton Towers, became a write-up. Uh, we folded G&G Entertainment, turned my back uh, on the scare industry, uh, completely disillusioned by the whole thing. And that was pretty much it for a good few years until Laurie came up to us and said, look, I own a golf course. It's pretty big. There's a lot of acres of woodland. I think we can do something special in this place. So we kind of got together, had a few beers, like all the best ideas come from, uh, and we drafted out the original concept for Doncaster Fear Factory, which would have been 2020. Obviously things happened. The original uh, park's concept was gonna be on an environmental theme. So the plan was that um, the lead scientists had created like this aerosol which when put into the atmosphere would lower the temperature of the earth back to pre-industrial revolution levels uh, and stop climate change. That was going to be the concept for it. And obviously things went wrong as, all, as they always do and it turned, the gas instead turned people into crazy zombies and all that kind of madness. 
Um, but we had to really change the concept up because what we originally designed back in 2019 had really scary echoes as to what we all went through. So we were going to have roaming characters going around with laser thermometers pointing at people's foreheads. You had a maze where you were going to have to wear a mask to go through it so you didn't get contaminated. And the original maze number one was going to be a hastily built uh, military government field hospital because the NHS were overwhelmed. And then COVID kicked in and it was spookily, eerily similar to what we designed. So we had to obviously do a complete redraft. But I was really interested in keeping that environmental theme. Not to ram down some Greenpeace message uh, down people's throats, because you're here for a good time, right? No one wants that. So we kind of worked on what was relevant. We looked at sort of the oceans were filling up with plastic. Not really going to work for a scare attraction. But fracking was really big at that point. It was all over the place. People were drilling down to get these shale gas causing earthquakes. And there was one just a couple of miles up the road from where we are now. So that kind of worked, we thought, as a concept. So we came up with the three scare attractions that we can see. So originally we had Eden, we had Yana, and we had the Chasm. Sorry, the dry mouth. Um, so the original plan was going to be that um, Doncaster Fear Factory, that you're going to go through later in the woods, beautiful place, but underneath it was this shale gas pocket which the government had compulsory purchased and took away, and they were going to drill down into this beautiful place and get all the gas out. So we had Eden, which was going to be like a protest camp, where the people who were really against this happening would be doing battle uh, with the uh, government people and the security. And then what would basically happen is, as they drilled down, it released a gas, which first of all infected the soil, which then infected the plants, which then infected the animals, and then infected the humans. So Yana was set up originally as like, um, like a laboratory, so they could see what was happening and why these people were infected and test on them. And then the chasm was like a huge cave system that they found underground, which were inhabited by these people, these creatures that had been laid dormant for millennia. So that was the original concept for it, and all three mazes came to fruition, and year one at Thornhurst Manor was an absolute dream. Next slide, please. Thank you very much. That don't look right anymore, does it? Okay, so, it was a great concept, right? It worked. The original plan was we'd keep that concept for three years, building a different maze every single year along the same theme. So you had completely different attractions that were all linked with a certain story. Okay, Laurie then decided in his wisdom, he didn't want that anymore. He wanted clowns, he wanted zombies, he wanted vampires, he wanted the usual run-of-the-mill kind of stuff. So we had to mix it up. Uh, so what we did, we brought on board the legend of Crackle Hill, which was a story that I actually wrote in 2008 and never did anything with it at all. Laurie took that on board, typical, standard, haunted house. And then we got the Pogo Club. Because everybody loves clowns, right? Woo! Yeah. I don't. But that's, it's not my park, right? This is, this, is not my, this is not my dystopian park. So Laurie wanted a clown maze, but we tried to do it a little bit different and not advertise the fact it was a clown maze. And sorry, if this is your first year here, 
bit of a spoiler for Pogo Club. Uh, so we called it that uh, because we wanted to give a hint to people who may be aware that it is a clown maze. So we went with Pogo uh, from John Wayne Gacy, the serial killer, who was also known as Pogo the Clown. So we called it that. And then that literally brings us up to where we are now. And we've got Diabolus this year for you, brand new maze. You guys are going to be amongst the first people to ever experience that. Um, so we want to introduce a brand new attraction year after year. And Laurie came last year and said, you know, we need something new. So I instantly messaged him back saying, how about the Keeper of Secrets? And he said, that's amazing. What is it? And I had no idea. I had no idea. It was just a name. Just a name I had. I really liked it, but he wanted to go with it. So then that process starts the keeper of secrets. Who keeps secrets, right? So for a doctor, maybe? A bit boring. Um, a psychiatrist would probably keep secrets. Not really sure how you're gonna do a scare attraction out of that. And then it sort of hit that a vicar, a church, you would go to church and confess and tell them your secrets. And then that gave it legs. So we sort of ran with it from there on in. And we pitched it to him. And luckily, he said, yep, really love it, but it's got to have another word before the Keeper of Secrets. I can't remember why he said that. Um, so I said, all right then, okay, fair enough. And he also said it had to begin with D. Uh, why? It baffles me, I have no idea. Maybe Laurie really loves D, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> to this day, I have no idea. So uh, we did what any normal person would do and went up to my library upstairs, pulled out my 1990s edition of a complete book of devils and demons, looked under D, and there we had Diabolus. And that is the maze that you're gonna to experience tonight. And like I say, you're amongst the first people to do that, okay? Um, and so that's what we've got. So we've got these mazes for you tonight. Next year is our five years of fear. Big plans, no spoilers, obviously. Uh, but seriously, guys, I hope you all have an amazing time in here tonight. Make sure you get really drunk, have an absolute riot. Well, thank you very much. Abby, Gary, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. Unlocked Vision, proud sponsors of the ScareTrack podcast. UVE are a multi-award winning themed attraction and design company, providing bespoke themed attractions, theming, events, and experiences. Contact UVE today by visiting unlockedvision.com. Now, Let's return back to the show. And remember, let's get scared. So there we go, folks. First up, I just want to say a huge thank you to Gary uh, for allowing me to pop this up on the Scare Trap podcast. Really, really do appreciate it. Uh, it's also up on our Scare Cam as well. And uh, on there, we have a few visuals of the actual event itself. Uh, it's got uh, our little teaser for our Doncaster Fear Factory scare cam on there as well. So go and check it out if you haven't yet seen it on social media. Uh, and uh, yeah, watch the entire scare cam, which is almost an hour long. It's probably one of our uh, longest scare cams we've ever done. Uh, but it was all worth it. There was so much good stuff to show. So yeah, we had an absolutely epic time thank you to you guys for listening to the scare trap podcast and of course watching our scare cam vlogs over on the uh youtube channel as well we really really do appreciate it we are full systems go um 
now we are in uh, Halloween season. Done a few events now, got loads more coming up. So we really, really do appreciate your support uh, over here on the podcast and over there on YouTube as well. Uh, it's been great to meet a load of you uh, out and about at parks as well. If you see us out, please, we don't bite. Uh, come over, say hello. We really, really do appreciate it. And uh, it's really humbling to, to think that you guys enjoy what we do so a huge thank you uh for listening of course if you're not yet following us over on social media we are on instagram twitter snapchat and facebook just search for scare track and of course you can get everything over on our website podcast youtube merch absolutely everything you need over at scaretrack.co.uk thanks for listening and let's get scared (laughs) 